Welcome back, listeners. It's time once again for the 55th instalment of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Coming to you on the 2nd of April 2017, after a full weekend of Premier League fixtures. Uh, just the two of us this week. Um, we're actually going to be doing two podcasts, but we wanted to get a shorter one in just so that we caught the mid- midweek fixtures coming up. First of all, welcoming back the Iceman. Yeah. Hi, Billy. How you doing? How's your sunny Sunday been? I've had a lovely, lovely day. Yourself? Yes, very good. Yes, been outside playing footballs and then watching Iceman, a lot of football. Watching all the football, and speaking of all of the football and all of the victory, if a league was to be won by a side with eight games left to go, what would you say about that league? Um, I'd say that the league has probably dropped off, or there is a team which is just flying. Well, congratulations to Celtic, because they are that team. They've won the Scottish Premier League (laughs) with eight games to go. Um, They really need Rangers to make some decent signings to provide some competition next season. This is so FPL-related. Absolutely. We always like to just slip in some congratulations every now and again. But uh, most importantly, Iceman, let's get down to business. No guest uh, just for this podcast. I'm, I'm sure we will have one on the coming game week. First of all, let's look at how we've got on this weekend. Iceman, how did you do? Yeah, not too bad this week. I hit a, a steady 56. So I did take a, a hit, which has kind of turned out to be pointless in a way. This is where you got to look at hits and you're thinking, you know, is it worth it? I had I brought in um, Valencia for Baines, which obviously Valencia scored eight and Baines scored just one, I think. Um, but I could have uh, played Macaulay, who also scored eight. Yeah. And I had uh, Antonio, who I took out for Tadic, and Tadic only got me a three. So overall, in hindsight, it's not actually worth it, considering I had Francis and Macaulay both get a clean sheet. But, you know, I've now I've now got Valencia, I've now got Tadic, so going forward, it's pretty strong. So yeah, 56 minus 4, 52 overall. So I've gone up to 25k overall now. <laughs> Nice move for you this week. Yeah, that's a seven-point swing over me. I only got 45, but didn't take a hit this week. Fortunately, I left Foster and Macaulay on my bench, so that's cost me 15 points. But the, I guess the two that I'm most pleased about this week, I brought in Hooth as a replacement for Funes Mori. Like the look of his fixtures moving forward for Leicester, and he came up uh, with trumps with a clean sheet. Uh, I also adopted to captain Sergio Aguero as well. Um, got the goal against Arsenal. Bit disappointed he only got one bonus point, but uh, still a 14-point haul. So he in many ways saved my game week and like yourself we're going to be having a think about on this podcast how do you replace Sadio Mane after that injury yeah he's the one I captained and I I was hoping for a bit more than when that goal went in I was was thinking yes I'm I'm on for big points haul here but then yeah he went off injured on what was it 56 minutes so that's an an extra two points I missed out on um also I just pulled out on Captain Aguero just because I just didn't want to do it to my Arsenal. I was too yeah. orientated into wanting Arsenal to win, and I thought they're going to turn up for this game. And yeah, they kind of, kind of did, kind of didn't. Yeah, he's on a good run of form, Aguero, and I'm sure we'll cover this as we go through uh, each of the, the upcoming uh, midweek fixtures. Um, let's have a look at the fancy football surgery mini league, Let's and go. we've got a few a few movers and shakers in the top ten. Uh, tenth place, we've got Hart Dandruff Flakes, lovely with Tom Copping. Ninth place, we've got Abdullah Al Mamoun. Um, I, I can't read in Arabic, so unfortunately I can't say what your team name is, but well done to you, sir. 62, um, that's the highest score in the top 10. FC Halo, uh, that's Mika, coming up trumps, but falling down to 8th this week. The RK Mavericks, Kunal Roran in 7th. Biggles wingmen, Patrick Houghton, remain in the top 10 in 6th. Banana Nose, Maldonado, haven't moved this week with Matthew Greco. Ayu Ferreal dropping to fourth, Mohamed Ismail. In third place, Anticlante United, Andreas Alanda scoring 43 points. A new name, which I haven't actually, I don't recall reading before, Paulus Amadius. That's a strong team name. Paul uh, Hageland up into second. But Bricklayers still in number one. Anders FK, 43 points. So not a huge score, but enough to keep them top for this week. Yeah, he's done, he's done quite well. He did also point out that we did make a mistake last week on uh, Sacco. I think we mentioned that he's got a double game week in 34 and he won't have a double game week in 34 because he plays against Liverpool and he's out on loan from Liverpool to Palace. So he won't play against his parent club. 
I'll tell you what, that is a phenomenal spot. It's a great shout from you. That is why he is uh, constantly in our top ten. Yeah, doing well. I'm just going to give a quick shout-out to who's doing the best so far in April, and it's actually Jim Holmes with Giroux Sandstorm. See, I love what he's done there because he's taken the original version, which is Darude Sandstorm, and he's made Olivier Giroud uh, an active DJ, producing that record, but no goals apparently. So I'm, I'm so glad you've explained that for me, Pete. That's that's great because that's I would have had no idea. I'm glad you explained no. that. Yeah, thanks. No, it's because I was reet up in the club back in the day, whereas you were um, you were well, recording podcasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on, Iceman, to some fixtures from the Tuesday the 4th of April batch that we've got upcoming? And first of all, we have Burnley versus Stoke City, which I've got to say is the least interesting (laughs) of games. Uh, I find, to be honest with you, the only person I'm interested in this one is, and even for the first time him, I'm not that interested in, Tom Heaton from Burnley. They haven't done very well this one. I mean obviously they've lost to Tottenham at home Tottenham are on fire at the moment probably the informed side in the league having said that Stoke aren't really scoring at all and don't really offer too much so I am tempted to go with Heaton over my other option of Foster in this game I, I fancy Watford to score against West Brom more than I do Stoke against Burnley so I'm probably going to go for Heaton tactically in this one Iceman I'm, I'm actually playing Foster but I've got the um, the Sunderland keeper Pickford who's playing against Leicester so yeah I can see some goals coming from Leicester but I can see I can see why you're going for Heaton he's probably he's probably worth it they are at home they did keep Spurs out for the majority of the game and Spurs did struggle to break him down but eventually they did I can see him probably keeping Stoke out yeah it's probably a good shout for me yeah do, do you like anyone from Stoke because I can't honestly add anything from them at the moment I've lost a bit of faith in uh, Mark Hughes aside yeah, there's not really anyone there. Really, I mean, they're, they're the ones still got a double game week. Uh, I did. I watched match of the day. And Ryan Shawcross. I just want to say he is a disgrace. He's always got a horrible challenge in him. He took out Dimitri Gray, and oh, just it just reminds me of that Ramsey incident and things like. Yeah, there's no one from Stoke I want. The only one from Burnley who I would actually consider if you're looking to play the three-five-two formation is Ashley Barnes because he's still getting a load of chances. He's still getting forward. Yeah. I mean, he got four attempts on goal in the last game with three in the box. So yeah, he he is creating chances as well. He, he created three chances as well so there's still potential from him still quite cheap at 4.5 yeah i think he he provides a decent third option um if you're looking to bank on some heavier hitters up front with your strikers if you are going for Ibrahimovic aguero combo then he would offset that with a nice low cost up front yeah just no 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 double gaming for burnley so it's always always kind of got that in mind but at the moment if you still got your wild card like you could probably punt on a few people, yeah. but I don't think Burnley's going to be one of them. No. So just a couple we're looking at from this one, but I think it's more a case if you've got them rather than bringing players in for this particular fixture. Yeah. Okay, well, a far more exciting tie for a number of reasons, I think, defensively and attackingly. For the first time this season, Leicester City are actually uh, piquing my interest. The man of the moment, Vardy, scoring four goals, two assists in his last three game weeks. One of the most transferred in strikers probably the most at the moment actually just seems to have got his drive back his motivation he's really leading the line for Leicester I think he's a viable option aside all the top strikers at the moment yeah definitely it's just they do have some tough fixtures coming up soon don't they who have they got they've got uh, so obviously next they've got Sunderland which is an easy fixture but then they've got Everton Palace are playing well beating Chelsea and then they've got Arsenal and West Brom uh, they're always quite difficult as well so <clears throat> next next four I, you know, the, I agree there the next four fixtures that they are it's going to be telling because if, if it's the Leicester of last season we're seeing once again then for them I personally think they are all fixtures they could get something from be it a win or a draw Depends if they keep up this run of form. We've got to think about the Champions League amongst all of this as well. Yeah. I was going to raise the issue of potentially a Leicester defender. I brought in Hoof this week and that came off fairly well for me. I think definitely against Sunderland, if you still have a Leicester defender, it's not a bad shout. But then after that, I can't see them keeping clean sheets. Definitely against Everton, um, despite Arsenal's form, I think they will score against them at the Emirates. And, and even Palace, you know, under Big Sam, are starting to, to you know, do more good than bad. So I think um, defensively, maybe not to bring in, but certainly I, I would field a, a lesser defender if you have one for this fixture. 
Yeah, I think I would as well. Uh, I know I said last week that they didn't look good. They didn't look good against West Ham when they played a couple of weeks ago, their defence. But they were... They're a lot stronger this game. I don't think Stoke were on it at all, to be honest. And I think Nautovic scored a goal that was ruled offside, and it wasn't offside, so it just goes to show they've probably got a uh, a leaky goal in them or two, so uh, I wouldn't necessarily yep. guarantee their defence. Going forward with these hard fixtures, out of the next five, four of them are, are away, so it's a bit difficult to bring anyone in. I mean, like... Yeah, Vardy's probably worth a punt. I don't know if you saw the goal. It was an awesome volley. And he is linking well with Mahrez again. Mahrez also had a few opportunities. Um, Gray, who played ahead of Albrighton, actually looked pretty decent. But I wouldn't be bringing anyone in from Leicester myself. I would still see Vardy and Mahrez as being an option. Yeah, no, I like the sound of that. Um, Sunderland, I can't really offer you anything, Iceman. They've, they've just... They've just gone off the boil for even Defoe is offering the same value that you get earlier in the season, so I can't see much out of this one. Mm. No, they're not. They're not good enough, uh, Sunderland. They're definitely going down, in my opinion. I think you know if you got Pickford, he's still making loads of saves, so so he scored me five points. But no, there are no no other options. They're just not good enough. I did say to Parker last week, Defoe wouldn't score. So if you're listening, Charlie, you know he didn't score. <laughs> they are going to be lemons everywhere after that comment, nice man. Uh, well, speaking of lemons, whilst we're on the subject of yellow, let's move on to Watford versus West Brom. Very vague link there. Um, decent result for, for Watford over the weekend. Obviously, they did, they did beat Sunderland, but it's kind of put them in a stronger position to stay up. It, it's a strange one with Watford that, you know, even when they do score that you know Deeney was doing well for a while he seems to have quietened down in the last few weeks I'm looking at their fixtures moving forward and it's a bit of a mixed bag I would even say defensively they don't really provide that much value I mean Britos their goal scorer 4.3 million uh, a few thousand people have transferred him in today already I'm not going to jump on that he did get 15 points but I have to say I'm not going to jump on that because I just don't think they're consistent enough to justify me investing in them. No, I totally agree. They look really flat as a whole team and they haven't got good fixtures towards the end of the season. They have got one double game week which they'll have to play Chelsea away. So they're not going to gain many points from that one, are they? So I, I can't see any options here. I know Deeney didn't play the last game because he was just coming back f- uh, from being ill. So um, that's why he didn't play at all. West Brom, they they do have a double game week, but they do have this blank coming up in game week 34. So I don't see many options from them at all, to be honest now. I think if you've got players from them, it's probably worth slowly moving out of your team. I've still got Foster and McCauley. I know they they both scored high in the last game against United, but no, I just can't see them as good options going forward. I just think there are better options elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. And the only thing is I can't hang my hat on any attacking West Brom players now. They just, I mean, for me, they're on 44 points. They've achieved, you know, they're going to be in the league next season. I don't see them pushing on for sixth place. So it could be defensive returns, but I'm not going to shout too much in the way of attacking. Yeah, I, I agree with that. For this game, I would, I, you know, I'm starting Foster and McCauley for this because I can't yeah. see much coming from Watford. So I'm hoping for a clean sheet off of both of them. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad shout at all. I think um, certainly defensively, but like I said, not too much going forward. So, yeah. oh, Louise is going to bed. Okay, night, night Louise. <coughs> I'm not trying to turn the actual Xbox off in there for that one. There's a green button on the side of it. I've tried doing it. I can't pick it off. You can't turn off the PlayStation. I'll tell you what, that film is a really good film. That's it. What's the film? It's called No Escape. Listeners, if you're interested, there's a film called No Escape on Netflix, <laughs> which you would rate, what, out of ten? Scary shit out of ten. Scary shit out of ten, so she's not even giving a rating. Brilliant. Okay. Night, everybody. <laughs> Night, listeners. <laughs> and up the podcast. And you heard it here first from um, from Louise, uh, up the podcast, everyone. <laughs> up the podcast. Right, after that brief interlude, uh, following a recommendation for the Netflix film No Escape, we returned to the podcast, uh, and we were just writing off uh, attack. Um, and speaking of writing off attacks, uh, Man United didn't really turn up over the weekend. No goals there. They, uh, You can see they're clearly missing Ibrahimovic. 
Um, I think he's going to come straight back into the side ice, man. How are you feeling about him right now? I do want him back, yes, straight away, but I, <laughs> I can't afford him uh, at all at the moment. Um, I've got other options because obviously we've got Manny who's injured, so I've already moved him out for Ali. So, yeah, I, I would love him back, but I just couldn't really fit it, fit it in. Yeah, it is a dilemma. He's in a, I mean, tactically, just thinking about it, because I'm looking at him as well. I'm not ready to drop Lukaku just yet. Um, I mean, it's only one game he hasn't scored in against Liverpool. The, the issue for me, I could swap him for Sergio Aguero. Um, that was my original plan. However, Aguero just keeps on doing it, as I'll speak about in a moment for City. And uh, and his, his run of fixtures are fairly decent. So at this point in time, it's not a knee-jerk one for me but I think he if, if you've got Ibrahimovic or you're planning to bring him in I think it's a fair move for this week yeah if, if you've got the money to bring him in then yeah definitely do it because uh, they've obviously got the two double game weeks going forward they haven't lost in 19 games now I think they have got Mata out who's out to the end of the season with a groin injury now which uh, was a shock uh, during the international break. You've got the likes of Marshall and uh, Lingard now starting. Lingard starting again. Maybe a potential option. Mkhitaryan, a big punt, but not for me. It's too risky going for any of those players, but if you're lagging behind and you're looking for adventurous players, you know, United do create a lot of chances. They don't necessarily score a lot of goals, but who knows, it, it may come round at some point. And if you're lagging behind in your mini-league, one of these players might be worth a punt. I think um, I think Valencia, for me, is also a, a great option for United. Yeah, well, uh, sorry, yeah, I've brought in Valencia last week, I think. Valencia, and I think even the likes of uh, Bailly or Rojo might be a good option yeah. as well. If For me, if you're choosing a, a Man United defender, it's, uh, it's Valencia. He's just the furthest forward and creates the most chances. Looks good for the uh, the double game week as well. You fancy him to play twice there? Yeah, I mean they they've got two double game weeks uh, coming up, so probably a season keeper for me now. Yeah, good shout. I think Everton. I mean, um, for me, Lukaku again is is the informed striker in the league at the moment. Yes, not a lot against Liverpool. I think they marshalled him very well. Although I wasn't surprised he didn't get anything off the likes of Lucas and Lovren at the back. Having said that, I think he could exploit that United back four as a big physical presence. You know, it could be a good battle with someone like Bailly. But I still think uh, for his form this season, you could say he is due for not scoring in one game. Um, <laughs> but I'm not ready to drop Lukaku just yet. I'd, I'd stick with him for this one. Yeah, after this one, they've got some good fixtures of Leicester, Burnley at home, and then West Ham away. So not bad fixtures after this. But I wouldn't necessarily be bringing in the likes of Lukaku. I, I think there's probably a better option in the state of uh, Zlatan. He actually got no shots on goal in the last game. McCarthy. He was just looking to play that hold-up role, and I think he just got bossed out of the game by. Uh, and Lovren. I think they kept Barkley quiet as well, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, he kept on losing the ball, Barkley. Actually, I did watch the game. He didn't look too effective. Just that every so often, just giving the ball away. He looks like he's trying really hard, but just not working for him. No, we shall see in this one. So we're thinking Lukaku. We're looking at Ibra and Valencia as yeah. the uh, as the standout players. Well, that takes us on to the Wednesday fixtures then. So the first 7.45 kick-off. Um, just be, be mindful of this, Iceman. If the games kick off at 7.45, what's the latest people can do their transfers on the Tuesday? So that'll be uh, 6.45. 6.45. So make sure you've done everything by 6.45 uh, on the Tuesday, that is. So on the Wednesday, Arsenal versus West Ham. So the Gunners uh, pulled off a draw against uh, Man City. I thought things were going south and it was going to end up with a City victory. Managed to pull it back. West Ham as well at the weekend, not doing particularly well. Losing to Hull City. Um, I actually fancy an Arsenal victory in this one. Looking at the way the team's playing, I think Theo Walcott is still a really good option in midfield. He scored his 18th goal of the season. He's just quietly, week in, week out, chipping in with a goal. And I think there could be a few goals in this one for Arsenal. Yeah, I can see that as well. I can, I'm tempted to captain Sanchez for this one. The only reason why I am stuttering is because I've just brought in Ali and he just looks so attacking. So we'll get onto that in a minute. But <clears throat> also, Sanchez seemed to have been playing a lot further back and trying to help out and that was a bit of a different game because we're playing a bit of a higher team but he just didn't seem to be getting forward enough and getting many goal attempts as I as I wanted from a player which cost that much I mean Wilcott think he got two attempts on goal Sanchez only got one I think 
I'm just gonna have a quick look at the stats. Yeah, he only got he only got one. So Wilcott got two, both inside the box. But Arsenal weren't great this last game. It doesn't seem to be that many other options. If you're looking for an Arsenal defender, it looks like Mustafi seems to be the one to have, getting a goal and an assist in the last game. But there are better options out there than. Uh, Staffy. The only thing is they have got two double game weeks coming out of Arsenal, so if you're willing to punt on one of these players, then, then why not? Yeah, and if you look at the next few fixtures, they've got West Ham at home, Palace away, Middlesbrough away, Leicester at home, and then that big uh, North London derby against Spurs as their fifth tie. But there's a potentially, if they can get their act together, a run of uh, a run of fixtures that Arsenal can get something from in the next few weeks. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say a quick one on our spinner. I'm not too sure about him, and, and also don't know when Czech is going to be back. He might be back sooner than expected. So I wouldn't punt on someone like uh, Spina. Um, also, Welbeck, playing up front, didn't get one attempt on goal. God. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously not him. Yeah, didn't look particularly direct. Anyone from West Ham take your fancy? <clears throat> um, not with their, not with them not having a double game week. Yeah, they're not playing great football. They do have Swansea at home, then Sunderland after this game. So if you've got a West Ham player, I'll probably hold on to them. Uh, I don't, so I don't really want to bring anyone in, not for this no, game. The one thing I'd say is if you've got Andy Carroll in your team, I'd possibly field him for this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ospina's not great in the in the air, so he could probably. Ospina's not great in the air, and Arsenal not very good in the air in general at the back. Um, there's still a little bit of lack of a leader back there, even with the quality of Koscielny and Mustafi. So Carroll could be uh, could be up for some points in this one from an aerial threat. Saying that though, when you say Arsenal aren't good in the air, no team has scored more headed goals this season than Arsenal. Level with West Brom on 14. Going forward, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's the benefit of Giroud, isn't it, and Sanchez? Yeah, and Mustafi got one today. Mustafi, nice. Okay, well, let's move on to Hull versus Middlesbrough then. Hull pulling off a a crucial victory against West Ham. I shouted this guy a few weeks back. Now, by no means would I expected him to be nailed on, but Renocchia came up with a goal. And I think he's still Mm. a decent, cheap price player for Hull if he did want to punt on a differential. Have you got any interest in Hull at all, nice man? Uh, no, I mean, like you look at the likes of Kozicki, who started on the bench. He got two assists, but uh, they were pretty lucky. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're, they haven't got any consistency in their players. I mean, I, I got lucky. Robertson got a goal for me uh, in the last game. I, I wouldn't necessarily bring in the likes of Robertson. They've got no double game weeks as well, so I'm always going to list whether a team's got double game week or not. Yeah, I think that's because good. yeah, if, if you're bringing in a player, you've got to kind of have the future in mind. I mean, they've got Middlesbrough at home, they've got City away after that, so not great. But then they've got uh, Hull away, then Watford at home, Saints away. So there's you know, some potential for a side that's fighting to stay up. But no, I agree with you. I think Renocchia is a differential, but um, not one to, to jump at to get him. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Okay. So Middlesbrough once again failing to score against Swansea today. Um, just cannot do it going forward. But at the back there... You know, much more assured. Anyone from Borough that you like? Well, I watched this Swansea Middlesbrough game today, and uh, they do look good in defence. They defend deep, though. They don't press too much. They wait for the other teams to like come on to them and make the mistakes, for, which obviously seems to work because they got another nil nil today. But yeah, going forward, Tyore Ty- does look quick, and he does draw a lot of fouls in. And yeah. he look, he, uh, I don't know if you've seen his haircut, but he looks a bit like a nice gem. Um, <laughs> but he just doesn't get enough of the ball. They don't they don't get the ball forward quick enough. They don't get it to uh, attacking players. Negredo's just wasted there. Gusted just he gives his all, but yeah, nothing there. The only thing is they do have this double game week coming up in thirty four. But I, I just see the value in defence. I think Valdez yeah. is probably your best bet at four point six. I think he is now. He um, he might well be in my wild card team for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's he's probably worth a punt if you bring him for these uh, double game week thirty four. But after that, I probably wouldn't. Although they just don't concede a lot of goals, they, their fixtures towards the end of the season after thirty four isn't great. If you're wanting to punt on one of their defenders, a nice cheap one is uh, Barragan. Uh, he seems to get ninety minutes quite a lot. Four point four might be good for these uh, double game weeks because they have got quite good double game weeks in Bournemouth and Sunderland in 34 yeah I like the sound of that so certainly um, defensively Middlesbrough provide an option but but not moving forward 
couple of teams have been sort of more impressive recently moving forward however saints and crystal palace Iceman, who who do you like in this one and moving forward well i brought in tadic he got the man of the match in, in the last game and then nil nil game against bournemouth getting man of the match counts for nothing for F- fpl so it's just a bit of a nightmare i'm quite happy i got him because he's in that seven million mark which i had the choice between uh son au pedro all those players didn't score that well uh, Son was benched I know he got a goal when he came on but uh, he was benched in the last game I think Tadic might be the best one going forward a lot of people are thinking that Gabardini might be back for the next game but yeah I did see an announcement today that he is unlikely to return for the next game so I wouldn't put all your hopes in, in keeping hanging on to him at the moment um, yeah. If you're looking for the likes of defenders, I think you know Stevens and Yoshida are probably the ones to have because they're so cheap and they've got these got these double game weeks coming up. Yeah, so I think that they're nice options from Saints. I think Saints, I've got to say, they don't pique my interest as much when they lack uh, Gabbiadini at the moment. I don't think their attacking threat's quite as significant. But their rival's Palace. Uh, now, they do have double game weeks coming up. One player I want to shout from them in defence is Geoffrey Schlupp. So I like the look of him when they first signed him from Leicester. Um, he's played um, in, in you know the last few fixtures for Palace and in terms of their defensive record Big Sam's really turned it around they've won five of their last seven and four of those have been clean sheets so I think that poses good value for the double game week he's only 4.7 million um, Schlupp and I think even if uh, Van Aanholt is is fit uh, Schlupp will still fit into the team because he seems to like Van Aanholt further forward Yeah I, I, I was looking at the likes of Van Aanholt I think Schlupp he does play quite well when he comes on he, he does get involved in the attack quite a lot as well so yeah could be quite a good option. I wouldn't go it myself. If I'm looking for the likes of uh, Chris Palace, it's the likes of Hennessy and Goal at 4.3. He gets so many save points, it's ridiculous. He scored five points in the last game and they conceded a goal. So, yeah, he did quite well there. I did think, I do think that when you get that many save points, you deserve a couple of bonus points as well. But he didn't actually get any bonus points, so it's, it's that bonus point system which is a bit messed up. Um, a lot of people are looking towards Zaha, at 5.6, he got a goal and an assist in the last game, but I didn't think he got that involved in all the the attack. I know the pundits went nuts on him, saying that yeah, he seems to bring the ball forward and get them going and stuff. But I don't know. I just I, I can't see that much of a return for for him. Not with these fixtures coming up: Southampton, Arsenal, Leicester, Liverpool, Spurs. They're all really tough games. So. Yeah. Out of the next few, I, I just can't see it. I know they've got that double game week in 34 where they've got Liverpool and Spurs. But for me, I'm actually staying away. But I can see why people are going to them. Yeah. So a little bit of interest in Palace there. And the next fixture we've got is Swansea versus Spurs. So Swansea, again, disappointing us all with their 0-0 against Borough. I actually had Sigurdsson in my team and he did nothing in this one. Came close on a few occasions though, but unfortunately didn't come off. Having said that, I'd still, um, if you've got him, I think I'd keep him in against Tottenham. He, he always poses a threat if Swansea are going to do anything. Iceman, do you have any views on that? It's a, it's a difficult one because he's blanked a couple now. He's always on corners, he's on free kicks and everything. If they're going to score Swansea, I think Sigurdsson's going to be involved. So I, I don't feel there's value in taking him out. I think you yeah. should just keep him. But going to Spurs, they managed to squeeze out that result against Burnley and Ali is the the one to have for me. He's got an assist uh, and a few chances to score and should have scored. He missed a sitter though, but for me, I, I do think he is a must-have. He gets forward so much, he just looks like he, he wants to score all the time. So yeah, I, as as I've as I've mentioned just now, I've put him in for Mane. Yeah, that was exactly the same move that I did as you, Iceman. His um his return over the last four weeks: eight points, twelve, seven, then six. Garden of Green in terms of fixtures: Swansea, then Watford, Bournemouth, Palace, Arsenal, then West Ham. So you know, really good run of fixtures coming up for Ali. I think he's he's probably the obvious choice, unfortunately. Probably more than Christian Eriksen now in that Tottenham side. Yeah, I'd say so. They've also got this double game week coming up. I think theirs is going to be in 37. They've got Leicester. So they've got yeah. a pretty decent double game week to, to go up against. And yeah, they just seem to be flying. Even without Harry Kane, it looks like they don't need him. And even with uh, Son coming off the bench for, <laughs> for Janssen, I think... Um, 
you know, still provides good value. If you if you've brought him in for Kane to cover the few weeks, uh, I think uh, he still provides a good option for them. Yeah, I would say he's worth worth keeping. He was my uh, he was my option to go for uh, him and Tadic, and I went for Tadic in a way. Maybe I've made the right decision, but Son is still going to be good going forward. They've got Watford and Bournemouth at home in the next three, so and they've got Swansea away. So there's loads of goals there, aren't there? And I think now Janssen's blanked again in the Premier League. Uh, he's probably going to start up top I can see that yeah I think that's a good shout um, I'm not going to be turning to Janssen but I think you're, you're right we'll, we'll see what happens in this one yeah just what, just this? before you move nope. on just a quick shout out to uh, Davis at the back Ben Davis he is 4.8 and it looks like Rose is going to be out for a while now yeah absolutely after coming initially for Rose against Liverpool he was um, well he was tortured by Mane but actually he sort of settled down the last few game weeks so yeah, yeah good shout on yeah, him he, he almost scored in, in the last game as well so he does get forward yeah looking good um okay well that takes us on to the big fixture of this game weekend it's chelsea versus manchester city both clubs probably disappointed with their results this weekend chelsea with a shock loss uh, against palace although they did have the lion's share of the chances uh, and city drawing of arsenal that game went a bit flat towards the end so all in all probably a fair result and i'm not just saying that as a biased gunner you can uh, tweet us if you think I'm wrong. Interesting fixture. This is the first time I spent. I'm not thinking about automatically starting Alonso. Who do you like in this? Uh, I am going to start Alonso just because he's got that attacking threat, and I, I think if you you've got someone in that price bracket who's a defender, I think you should just go for it. He's always got the chance of you know getting a clean sheet and getting some attacking returns as well. So I'm starting him. A lot of people are wanting to take him out. Uh, because they just don't seem to be keeping clean sheets Chelsea. But I think attacking returns of Alonso, I think overdue getting a clean sheet. Yeah, he is a defender, so if he does score a goal, he is on free kicks as well. So I'm starting him this game. Aguero is going to be the one for me against uh, against Chelsea. I'm actually tempted to do an out there captaincy this week and go with an Aguero, Aguero pick because I think he's such a, a big game player um i do also have hazard as well and he came up uh, with the goods against palace albeit they didn't win so um i do fancy goals for both teams in this fixture uh, so if you've got any of their players i would stick with them is yeah. there anyone else you like from city well the only thing is with aguero he, he played in the last game against arsenal and i didn't think he was that good i think i didn't think he got involved in much of the play going forward i don't know whether arsenal just kind of wormed him out of the game or something i know he got the goal and it was a decent goal it's i'm keeping him like yeah i'm not going to get rid of him but i i wouldn't captain Interesting, is he? He certainly doesn't. Um, isn't quite as ominous as he has been in previous seasons, but he's just got that that clinical ability just to score when needed. So, I still trust in Kern. I think we're probably divided there, Iceman. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm I'm keeping him, but well, I've just had a quick look, and he did get four attempts on goal, which is the most out of the whole game. <laughs> so it just didn't <laughs> look, in the game. It just didn't look like he was that involved. No, the stats the stats speak for the man, Iceman. Yeah, I, I tell you, a player who's who's kind of everyone's got rid of <clears throat> now that they haven't got that double game week that they had back in twenty seven is Sane. He scored and assisted in five of his last eight games, so he yeah. still might be a good cheaper option for people. Absolutely, I mean Sane. Um, I think he's actually got eight in his last fifteen games for City. I can't remember if that's all competitions or not, but he's in some great form and true to. True to what we predicted on the pod back at the start of the season, he's become more of a fixture in the um, in the thinking of Pep Guardiola. But he does look a more accomplished player as time goes on. Yeah, and he's getting game time. Yeah, yeah like the look of him, and still a recent, a reasonably priced option. Yeah, so seven point five is. Right, man. Anything to say about Chelsea? Yeah, just I mean, looking at Hazard, who was reported out for fifteen days, and then he was back and playing. So don't believe everything you hear. He came back, he looked good in the Palace game, he made a difference to their team. Pedro was playing at wing-back, so maybe becoming less of an option now. Uh, William starting on the bench. The only options in there you can see are really Costa and uh, Alonso. Uh, if you've got Costa, I'd still stick with him. Yeah, he, he could perform in this game against City, so it may be, may be worth an out-of-the-dark out captain punt. Potentially so, not a bad shout. I'll tell you who's a good one as well. Um, Fabregas would be a great FPL asset because uh, he got all three bonus points, even though Chelsea lost. Um, but only if he starts, you just never know if he will. If he if he continuously starts, he would be 
probably a good pick. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he a bit, bit bizarre that Pedro would play wing back and Fabregas in that position to the the right of the uh, centre forward. It just it doesn't seem his natural place. But I agree with you. When he does play, seems to notch. So yeah. potentially a differential. Yeah, and Chelsea will have probably the best double game week in game week thirty seven. So keep an eye on that because I think they'll have West Brom and Watford. So that would be some good fixtures to get a load of Chelsea players in for when you wild card. Yeah, a good shout, Ice Man. Well, let's go from the issue of Sane to the issue of Mane with Liverpool versus Bournemouth. Now, many of you would have had uh, Sadio Mane in your team. Uh, we hear he's going to be cropped for some time. So the big question, Liverpool versus Bournemouth, is Iceman. We, we know who we've gone for in terms of replacing him. But what are the options here if you're looking at Liverpool versus Bournemouth for replacing Sadio Mane? Well, there's loads of options. It just depends on your team, really. I mean, I, I do think I didn't have any Spurs cover, so... I think needed Ali in my team. He just he looked too good for me uh, attacking going forward. But if you can mix it up, people are going for Zaha so that they can bring in Ibrahimovic up front. There's a lot lot of people going for just switching it to Coutinho, who had a decent game, but he can be hit and miss at, at times. There are a few options for people to go for. Yeah, I agree. I think um, just looking at if you were looking to stay with Liverpool, probably Coutinho would be my my shout. Um, with his class coming through. Um, Firmino has really disappointed me in the, in the second half of the season. He looked so good back at the start, but he's just not done it consistently. So I'd probably um, think about Coutinho if you wanted to stay with Liverpool. Although having said that, with the double game weeks coming up, there's probably players that you could opt for in a slightly higher price bracket to benefit. Yeah, I think Origi might be a good shout at the moment. With Mane now out, he could yeah. be a good option going forward. He seems to be their only striker at 6.1. I've actually considered yeah. it from a Lorente swap to him because their fixtures up until the end of the season, if you look at their fixture track on FPL, it's just a garden of green really, isn't it? They've got Bournemouth, Stoke, West Brom in the next three, then Palace, then Watford. So some really good fixtures there. If you, I, I do, I feel like I need some Liverpool cover in that. I feel like I might yeah. miss out. Yeah, I've still got Nathaniel Klein in my team, so he's uh, he's acting as my Liverpool cover at the moment. <laughs> You're getting a nice two points from him right, every time. They he, he's the just draw. just flowing in with the two points for me at the moment. <laughs> nice. So. Nice man, that brings us to the end of the uh, the game week. So, shall I give us a little sum up of uh, of our players? Yeah, should we um, uh, go to Lou first? Not together. No, that's not going to happen. But I'll, I'll let you go. Go on, yeah, off your trot. Thank you. We welcome the Iceman back from his uh, wee break and I'm told that he's forgotten to uh, put the seat down by his girlfriend so he'll be paying <laughs> for that afterwards. Um, Iceman, let's sum up the discussion of the evening. So let's go from the top. Burnley versus Stoke. Uh, Heaton and Barnes were the main players we shouted in this one. Leicester versus Sunderland. Well, we're loving Jamie Vardy at the moment. If you've got any Leicester defenders, stick them on for this one. Maybe don't bring them in for the sake of this single fixture. Watford versus the Baggies. Foster and McCauley were the, the main ones on our lips. Don't really like Watford um, going forward. Don't really like the Baggies going forward either. So stick to your defenders with West Brom. Man United versus Everton. The imminent return of Ibrahimovic is going to pique much of our interest. Um, so if you're thinking of bringing in him, we would absolutely support that also for the double game weeks Valencia looks a great option at right back for United with his attacking ability and his consistency in defence Arsenal versus West Ham in spite of the uh, all of the the fighting at the Emirates today we, we like the look of Arsenal against West Ham Sanchez as a skipper is a definite option and the ongoing form of Theo Walcott with his 18th goal of the season still reasonably priced midfielder Hull versus Borough. Well, again, we like the look of Middlesbrough in terms of the double game weeks. Only in defence, though. Valdez could be a great cheap option in goal for you um, or one of their defenders for the double game weeks. But again, zero attacking returns from them moving forward. Saints versus Palace. Well, the uh, the improving Palace side, we like the look of Jeffrey Schlupp at left back and also Hennessy for those save points. Again, definite ones for the double game week. Great shout by our listener um, around not picking Sacco for that purpose, although he is showing good form. 
Stevens and Yoshida for Saints. We like the look of their defensive uh, unit at the moment. Uh, low price, fairly solid at the back. Don't jump on Gabbiadini though, because some questions around his fitness. Swansea versus Spurs. We've got the expert Sigurdsson, who again hasn't scored in the last few game weeks, but we, you know, he's one of those ones that's been fairly consistent all season. So if you've got him, we've probably filled him in this one. Ali and Son for Tottenham, though, the absolute standout players. Um, if you've got him, play him. If not, think about them seriously. Chelsea versus City. Well, we had some discussions around Aguero for this one um, and also KDB as well. Not in the thinking of everybody, but certainly um, he's moving up the ranks. He's now joint highest assister in the league with Sigurdsson. So again, a good differential potentially. And then Liverpool versus Bournemouth. We talked about who you could replace Sadio Mane with. We talked about Coutinho. The Iceman likes to look of Origi though as a cheap priced option who will potentially also play up front. I get it every pod that people say that we miss someone. So just before we do, I'm just going to quickly shout for Mino as well. Yeah, we talked about him. I don't know, just um, his his lack of consistency of late concerns me. But um, OK, let's shout him anyway, just to cover all bases. Yeah, for, for Mino, yeah. OK, let's uh, let's have a think about our captain's choices. Iceman, who do you like in this game week? Well, I've just brought in Ali, so I think I'm going to be nailed on for him. He's at Swansea away and... I, I just think that Spurs are going to create loads of chances and he's going to be the beneficiary of, of them. He gets forward so often, gets loads of shots on goal. Um, I can just see him scoring. I have, have got the vice on Sanchez. Quite tempted to play Sanchez, but I just looked at last game and thought that he wasn't involved enough. And I thought Ali was a bit more in his game. So I think I'm going to go with that Ali on this one. I think that's a really nice shout. I'm, I'm looking at him, but I'm also going to stick to my original discussion around Sergio Aguero, big game player, on a good run of goal-scoring form, not lighting up the league like before. But I think with Chelsea a little bit wounded after the weekend, there could be something there for him with City trying to catch up. Yeah, I hope it works out. Let's see how it goes. Iceman, anything on uh, on social media you want to bring to the fore? Yeah, we've got a few questions on from social media. We had FPL Conundrum say to us, who do you think will be a good replacement for Manny? So I think we've kind of gone over the yeah. replacements uh, there in Ali, even the likes of Coutinho, even Firmino. Uh, I don't think Pedro is much of an option now, now that he looks like he's playing wing-back. Um, some people may punt on Sterling, but he came off at half-time. So uh, there's there's a few options. You could downgrade so that you can provide more money, downgrade to the likes of Zaha or someone even cheaper like James Ward-Prowse, but he gets subbed off as well. So there are options. It depends on your team, though, it really does. You'd have to, you'd have to send us your team and then we'll, we'll have a look a bit closer. We had another question from uh, Mika, Mika Hapakowski, who's been on here. He said, can you trust Crystal Palace with those upcoming hard fixtures? Should people give more credit to Hull and start acknowledging their players? Um, well, like I said, I do like the look of Hull defensively, but as you say, it's just a double game week issue with them. I do like Palace. I do. You know, I think as a good differential, I think with Sam knowing how to keep a team in the league, they are definitely a viable option. So I, I'm pro the players that we've shouted for for Crystal Palace yeah we we didn't actually shout Benteke uh, he could be a good option he got a goal and assist in the last game scored a bit yeah, of I don't, uh, I don't Ronaldo he, he's, he's really hurt me so I yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, you, you can you can push him for all you want Ice Man but I'm, I'm uh, Christian Benteke has uh, burnt his bridges with me for this season and we'll, we'll see how <laughs> next year yeah I'm, I'm not going there either but um I don't although although what I will give you is he scored he scored against Chelsea and he did get a couple for Belgium so could this be a return to form question mark yeah maybe uh, I'm I'm not going any Crystal Palace at the moment I may do on that double game week just depends what situation I'm in at the time we also had another one from Seven Wonders FPL was put is Coutinho essential for the run in now Mane looks out of the picture both Ali and Eriksson a good option until the return of Kane I do think that um, yeah either one of Ali and, and then Ericsson are going to be a good option they don't seem to miss Kane at the moment and no. I think Coutinho is just another good <clears throat> option I don't think he's going to be essential I wouldn't class him as essential you know there are certain players which you could class as essential in the game but at the moment in the whole FPL game at the moment I don't think there is anyone that's essential what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I think um, I think just where Liverpool don't have that double game week, um, I think he's less essential. 
I, I like I say, I agree with you in terms. I'd rather have a Spurs player, uh, painful as it is for me to say it as an Arsenal fan. I'd rather have a Spurs player in my team at the moment than uh, than Liverpool. I think you could you could get by okay without him. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Uh, we also have one from Brett from Facebook. He's actually saying, "Could you talk up my uh, 0.1 chip to replace the all-out attack chip? What do you reckon of that?" Sorry, 0.0.1 chip. So you you gain a 0.1 instead of having the all-out attack. So rather, so what I get in value, I gain 0.1. Yeah. Um, I probably want a bit more value to be honest than, uh, than 0.1. <laughs> but do you think it's, it's do you think it's going to be a million? I'll take it, but. <laughs> Yeah, point one. Um, Do you think that's better than the all-out attack chip? I'm, I'm going to say I, I, it's it's a nice idea, but I, I I think if your squad is in a good enough place, you get the right game week for it. That all-out attack chip can be lethal, but you need to have five good midfielders. So if you're the sort of person that um, is gone light in defence, then I think it'd be worth it. But you've got to play it at just the right time. So I don't know how much um, point one would would actually give to your team overall, really. Well, I just you, you do find a lot of players that uh, one thing to do transfers, and they're always like point one short. And I think, oh, okay. So you're saying if it was the scenario where you yeah. needed one point one to, oh, okay, um, yeah, I'd probably still go for the all out attack. I think it's a nice idea. I'd probably um, go for the uh, all out chip though, just because I think if you get it on the right game week, it can be pretty good. <laughs> well, there you go, Brett. Uh, Billy doesn't like it, so uh, we're not I don't, I don't not it. like it. I'm just saying I think there's more benefit to the attacking chip. That's it. Give us four chips. Give us the point one as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to a question from Sandeep uh, C. Shrasha. God, I'm not saying these names right. Uh, using all out attack for game week 34. Any choices from Borough and City and Ibra? So uh, we've gone over Borough and. Uh, well, but Borough, no. City. Oh, sorry, um, sorry. He said Crystal sorry. Palace, not City. Crystal Palace, oh. he just put CB. Yeah, uh, Crystal Palace. So there are, are some options there. And yeah, we, we do agree with the Ebra choice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. He also he managed to message us on Twitter and on Facebook. He put. A friend, <laughs> a friend of mine has been taking loads of hits. He's done a minus. Minus 20 for the last four game weeks, and he's won three of those scores with 63, 78, and 66. So he's just questioning how safe is it, is it taking hits long term? What's your opinion on taking hits uh, at the moment for this season, Billy? I've got to say, I've done much better this season by not being so trigger happy on my minus fours. I can honestly say there's probably been less than five game weeks where I've taken a minus this season. And that's usually only been because there's been an injury or because my team just haven't been in good shape. Last season, I took a lot of hits for like nearly weekly minus fours, chasing profit um, and minus eights. And I've got to say, I think better pre-planning and avoiding hits as much as possible, I think, is crucial to doing well. Yeah, no, I think that's I agree. Just, that's a personal opinion, though. I think I agree. I took a hit last week, and I have now regretted it. The only thing is I do now have a squad which I like. So it's it's a matter of whether you're playing the game to just be kind of in it and around it, or you want to actually kind of enjoy it a bit more. I'm much happier having Tadic and Valencia in my team than staying with Baines and, you know, an injured Antonio and having yeah. to play having to play a Carroll, even though I had to play him anyway. But I look at my team, I want to be happy when I look at it. So I, I would try and stay away from hits, but if you really do need to take them because you want those players in your team, then look up the difference of if that player which you're taking out is going to score two and that player which you're bringing in is going to score more than four because that's what you need when yeah. you when you bring them in. Yeah, you've got to look at the point ceiling of the player that you're bringing in. So there's some players that it's, you know, if you were sw- swapping a player for minus four for Ibrahimovic, for example, that that is a good move because actually his point ceiling is quite high. But if you were doing it for a defender who only has a marginal extra chance of getting a clean sheet, well, if that other defender has a good game week, then you're... That it was pointless, wasn't it? So I think the players of the high scoring season ceiling, maybe, but otherwise, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, FPL Hortz, Patrick Horton, who's in our top 10, has put uh, Ali or Coutinho as a Mane replacement, or any better suggestions is a good question for the pod. Uh, so I think we've kind of been over that quite a bit. I, I would say it does depend on your team whether you do have any cover or not. I've, I've gone for Ali, yeah. so I've got no Liverpool cover now. <clears throat> but if you do have like the likes of Ericsson, maybe it's worth going for Coutinho instead? Yeah, I think if you've already got a, a, um, a Spurs player in there anyway, then yeah, absolutely. Coutinho or just be looking at the double game week teams potentially. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and we had another one from Sid out of Fancy Pest has put Ibra or Costa. Is it smart to get in players for double game week 34? Uh, yeah, I think it might be smart to get in a few players, but obviously not wreck your whole team just to bring in the likes of, say, McCarthy or someone from Crystal Palace. I don't think they're going to benefit you that much at the moment because they're tough fixtures, but... If you can just kind of worm them in without breaking your team up too much, then yeah, why not? And Ibra or Costa, I would go Ibra. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, Ibra, just for the double game week coming up, potential for points scored, and he's going to be nice and fresh after five weeks off. Yeah. Saying that, though, Costa did get a few chances in the last game. He could have scored a few. Yeah. But he just, yeah, it wasn't clinical enough yeah and our final twitter question is from intercab ahmed who's asking us who is more essential for the next game week is it sanchez or ibra i would say there's no one essential but if you're really looking to get someone i would go ibra yeah i think um yeah i'd agree with that in terms of double game weeks i'd go ibrahimovic as well for now just because i I still i believe arsenal will come good but i'd I'm not sure about Sanchez's point ceiling just because watching his body language on the pitch today, he was being a bit of a brat. And I've got to say for the first time, I'm getting a bit of fed up with that as yeah. an Arsenal. Yeah, me too. Um, the second question um, is, is it too late to do Costa to Vardy transfer? Uh, that's a difficult one, that one, isn't it? Because, you know, Leicester's fixtures are getting a little worse. Costa getting loads of opportunities to score. Vardy is scoring as an, and is in form. Tough one. Um, if it was me, I'd hang on to Costa because you look at Chelsea's double game weeks uh, coming up and they've, they've got the best double game weeks. I'd probably keep until the end. I'd have to agree with that. And obviously, I, I do love Jamie Vardy, but with the uh, the upcoming Champions League fixtures, um, that is eventually going to add to it fatigue as well. So I would stay with Costa. Yeah. And finally, is Zaha worth a punt over the next few game weeks? It could be, yeah. <laughs> I think, again, double game weeks, he's a great option in midfield for the Palace. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of our social media questions. A nice man indeed at the end of the pod. So, what I'm just going to do quickly is the usual. I'm going to run through telling you how to get in contact with us. And you can do so by looking on our website, www.fancyfootballsurgery.com. You can also get us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash fancyfootballsurgery. I don't think anybody actually types into the browser anymore, facebook.com. It's probably just still on the app. Um, You can listen to us on iTunes under Fancy Football Surgery. If you do that, we always appreciate a review and a rating. If you think it's rubbish, tell us. If you like it, tell us that as well. What, What do you want to hear from the pod? You can also listen to us on SoundCloud as well. Uh, much of our chat goes on on uh, Twitter, so at FF underscore surgery. And if you're a man or woman of email, FF surgery podcast at yahoo.com. The Iceman is regularly browsing that account. Also, join our mini league for a chance to win the coveted Fancy Football Surgery podcast. Not t shirt this season, but Saturday preparation pack yes all be revealed very soon what that's going to look like but join the mini league 17603-6718 wherever you are in the world if you win the league we will get the prize to you (laughs) anyone can join by the way you do you can bring your points with you so if you're thinking that you can't because it's this far into the season you can you bring your points with you we've literally we've literally in the last few weeks had people join and just go straight into the top three which is uh just just demonstrates the level that we're working at here yeah yeah good well all that's left to say goodbye to the Iceman yep cheers Billy good luck in your game weeks listeners yeah thanks for tuning in on this uh, well I think we've probably done an average length podcast by the end of this <laughs> but uh, thanks for tuning in uh, for the the midweek fixtures we're going to be also recording after the Wednesday fixtures so there'll be another pod out at some point this week good luck in the game week and we look forward to speaking to you very soon
There we go. Must have been your Hello? mic. Yeah, I think it was your mic. It just went. I, kind of, I think I heard it go. Watch me wreck the mic. Watch me wreck the mic. Watch me wreck the mic. Psych. <laughs> nice. Lovely. Good. Good.